0: Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, we are sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Go there, get yourself the very best in tactical boots, athletic shoes, and tactical shoes. Use the code MAXIMUS20 for a big discount. We're also sponsored by the Maximus Mindset, MaximusMindset.com. It's a course that I developed that will help you deal with self-imposed limitations, negative self-talk, Uh, a bunch of sports psychology stuff I've learned throughout my career that will help you take your training and everything really in your life to the next level. Speaking of going to the next level, Joe, you've got something uh, going on right now. Why don't you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, so um, I uh, uh, was recently doing a, I guess the easiest way to describe it, it's a two-week elimination detox protocol. Um, So there's this, this kit that we sell at my gym. It's just called the Detox. Uh, And what you do for two weeks is you cut out like all the dairy, you cut out peanuts, you cut out eggs, you cut out caffeine, anything that's considered inflammatory. And then you replace a lot of those calories with shakes that are just like a a vegan, you know, pea and rice protein and uh, uh, fiber supplements. And you end up sort of accidentally going very low calorie. But very, very clean. And then the idea is at the end of these two weeks, you start adding food back into your diet. So like you would have an egg and then you would wait and see how did your body react to that egg. And if you have a really negative reaction, well, guess what? Now you have a reason to believe that you're actually probably shouldn't be eating eggs, right? Then you go back to the protocol for a couple of days and then maybe try, you know, some milk and see what happens. If nothing happens, then, okay, milk is on the diet. You're good add the next thing back in. And you just sort of systematically go through and figure out like what food sensitivities you have. Um, it's kind of a, a, a simplified process of, of figuring that out. But one of the upshots is the average weight loss on it is five pounds over the two weeks. So I knew I was in a position where I wanted to drop a little bit of weight. And so my wife and I decided we were going to do this together. So we started doing all the meal prepping and I was sticking with my night Nidor shakes because I'm... Pretty good with that, um, and there's just not enough protein in the in the tub for two to do this. So I was doing decaf coffee with my night or shakes, and otherwise being very very strict on this thing. And as time went on, uh, just more and more, I realized like I come home at night, I'm having like a steak with butter for dinner. I would wake up in the morning and I would have like a couple slices of bacon and just my shake. And for lunch, I was having just like cold leftover meat from the night before, and I wasn't going out of my way to eat veggies. I wasn't avoiding them per se, but in the back of my mind was just this this thought of what if I just went like full-blown carnivore for a while and just cut all the carbs out of my diet and just really kind of took charge of that. Because when I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and if you go to my Instagram and and you look at the the picture there by day one, just swipe over, that's my before picture. That's not what I looked like a year ago. You know what I mean? Like stuff has changed. And so – I've started this new job. I'm working like a dog. I'm working long hours. I'm I'm go, 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 go when I'm there. I'm I'm reacting to everything in my life. And and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm I'm like, I I feel okay. I mean, I'm a little bit tired. But like I look way different than how I wanted to look. So I needed some way to just say, you know what, I got to put my foot down. I got to take control. And so this was just the thing that was on my mind that said, all right,
0: here we go. We're going full-blown carnivore for 30 days. Okay, so I, I have some questions here. Sure. Um, why did you do this detox diet? Like with your your amount of knowledge that you have in dietary stuff. Mm-hmm. What what was it? Are you just trying to like try the stuff out at your work?
1: Yeah, like- a little bit, a, a little bit of like I was just curious about it. Um, some some of the other folks that I work with have done it, and they said, you know, actually the food is that. The the recipes I have are, are really good. You know, the protein is just like protein. It's like whatever. Um, but really, I was trying to encourage my wife to do something because she hasn't been able to do much recently anyway. With yep. We got, you know, two young kids and a puppy now. And with me working so much, there's a lot of pressure on her. So I wanted to try to introduce a little bit of structure into what she was doing and just be supportive of it. And she was all about it. So that's kind of how that started Of like, let's just do this. And I knew I needed to lean out. So this was just going to kind of kickstart that. I didn't know going into it what direction that was going to go. But I knew it wasn't going to end at the two weeks.
0: Guy, and as long as I've known you, you're always trying stuff out. Like one of the things I always respect about you, I'm pretty hard-headed. I've been doing the same shit for 25 years and I Mm -hmm. don't change. You're pretty good at the keto diet comes out. You try keto. The paleo diet comes out. You try paleo. Like you kind of got your hand at everything. And I think that's part of your – personal education program a little bit because it is easier to advise somebody on, on something. If you've done it yourself, Yeah, pretty hard to do it from the outside. So, so we got that covered now in terms of that picture you took, I'll I'll be honest with you. You don't look like you did a year ago, Mm -hmm. but you're also not blessed. One of the things that you guys, that we talk about, um, is that you, you're not blessed with what I call the rip gene. No. Like there's there's a guy at my gym right now who can literally eat whatever he wants and he cannot put on a pound. Yeah. That's not you. You need some kind of intervention to be able to get lean. Yeah. Would, that, would that be correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not – it doesn't happen just naturally. Like I float around a very particular body weight and a very particular body fat percentage pretty easily. Yep. But it takes effort to be anything other than that.
0: Yeah, and and I want to say this from the outside. Over the past year, it's not like you've been trying to be ripped necessarily. No, no, like you're not. You're not. You haven't gone on a no carb thing. You haven't. But at the same time, you haven't been an asshole either. No, like you're not drinking every night. You're not eating all kinds of garbage food. Like you're eating a pretty balanced diet. It just seems that with life, to me from the outside a couple of things here and there, like a extra potato. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the thing is, yeah. but an extra drink on game, game night starts to add up for you. Yeah. So the carnivore diet then, why uh, have you gravitated towards this? Is this convenience? Do you think there's like a magic in the... <laughs> Or lifestyle. I mean, because people sell you all kinds of stuff, right?
1: Well, here, here's what I'll tell you. No, it's not magic. It absolutely is not magic. I don't think it would matter if I went full vegan. If I, if I believed it was going to work, it would probably work, to be honest with you. And I believe just from my experience and my understanding and everything that I've read, everything that I know, everything that I've seen work for people, that the human body is incredibly adaptable. And so mm-hmm. it's going to adapt to whatever situation you put it in. The long-term effects of those adaptations are really hard to to draw because there's so many different factors that that go into that. You know, if you're looking at somebody over a 30-year span, like nobody's life is static enough to say that, yeah, because I eat a handful of blueberries every day, I live forever. You know, there's like there's other things going on there. And so it's really, really hard to say. I, I believe that my body will adapt to whatever I put it under, and it will do the best it can with what it's got. And is there optimal? Is there suboptimal? Is there stuff that's really bad? I'm sure. I don't think this is necessarily anywhere on that spectrum. You know, that, That's not what's driving me here. What's driving me really is that the more that I've experimented, the more that I've learned, the more successful I've been, the more of a carnivore I've kind of become. It's okay. hard for me to overeat meat. It's really hard for me to eat myself stupid on steak. But it's easy yeah. for me to pound down a gallon of ice
0: cream. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do you do you think you're also? I don't know how much I buy this this carb tolerant carbon tolerant stuff, but anecdotally there seems to be some truth behind it. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're more susceptible to fatten up by eating carbs? Oh, I think so.
1: And uh, time I've relaxed my my carb rules, I've put on body fat. Okay. You know, it's like that, again, that's where my body wants to be. That's what my body craves if I'm getting it. Like, if it's available, it's there. I will tell you this, uh, since now I'm technically, what am I on now, day four of being full-blown carnivore, I have not had even a a desire for anything sweet. Like, not a single craving at all. And and part of that, I think, is because I am not forcing myself to stop. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this actually occurred to me the other day. I remember being very, very little. So you can imagine the impact, long-term impact on my, my psyche when I'm at the breakfast table and, like, man, I could eat, like, six more sausages. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, don't eat overeat the sausages. You know what I mean? Like, you get two and that's it. And it's like, man, I want six. You know what I mean? Like, I could totally eat six. And if I would have at that age, I probably would have eaten that and then not eaten anything the rest of the day and been yep. fine. But because I only got the two, I left the table a little bit hungry. And guess what? I'm doing an hour later. Yeah, you're yeah. having some type of
0: carb. Now, the other question I want to ask you is: Do you think with you, it's a it's a it's a mere fact of overeating carbohydrates, or do you think there's some type of like insulin thing that happens too?
1: You know, I don't know for sure because I it's not like I've had my my blood tested so frequently. Like I haven't been taking my blood sugar every day. I'm not you know diabetic at this point. Now I do know both my parents were diabetic. Um, so is it in my blood? Maybe. Do I care? No, it's just, that's not even what's driving this to me. What's driving this to me is like, when I'm hungry, what am I actually hungry for? You know, when I, when I'm, when I'm bored, it's like, I want crackers. You know what I mean? When, uh, when I'm, when I'm stressed, I want ice cream. When I'm in control and I feel good and I, and I'm getting someplace like, I want a burger and I don't necessarily want the bun and I don't necessarily want the fries. Like that's not really what I want. Give me a pile of meat and maybe a little bit of cheese. I'm like a happy guy. So, so why don't I case, just
0: embrace that? In that case, what I'm hearing then is there a, there's a psychological effect for you with eating. Yeah, 100 percent. For, for whatever reason, whether it was when you were a kid or or it's simply like a stress thing because this is a thing for people where they get stressed. They want sugar. Yeah. like. One of the things I talk about at the gym is when you get a – like talking to people about how one of the ways to to not fix a poor night's sleep but to cope in the day is to fill yourself with sugar.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean if you've ever had like a rough night's sleep, that's what you want. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you wake up and you're just like, I just need like a donut and like
0: a cup of really sweet coffee. Yeah, and you're done, right? And then it helps energize you to some degree. I mean I don't think that's a good long-term solution but – Um, this helps control your, 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 your cravings. Now with, with that, do you think you could do the carnivore diet during a period of extreme stress or do do you think so? I do think so. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and part of it,
1: and, and this, again, another little anecdotal thing, you know, N equals one, my experience when, when I was very young, um, my mom would always make two birthday cakes when it was my birthday because I hated frosting. And I remember being very young and if I had like a a bite of uh, birthday cake with frosting on it, I actually felt like I'd just been sucking on a tailpipe of a car. It literally made me feel sick. And somewhere in my life, I just was like, okay, I just got to get over it and just eat the frosting because of like the social pressure of being at a friend's house and not having to have like a special, uh, uh, you know, cupcake or something different than everyone else. And so I just kind of got used to that. And I notice now if I do that, like what I get out of that, that bite of frosting, I don't know if if anybody saw on my Instagram, I had a picture of my son having like his first cupcake and he's just like face first in the thing. Like if I go like that, um, I do feel a little bit ill, but then I get a little bit high from it. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the spike in the blood sugar feels good. And that's, that's what I was craving. It was almost like I was willing to drink rat poison to get high knowing that the rat poison is probably not good for me, but that it gave me that little satisfaction, that little dopamine dump, or whatever it is that's going on there. So again, it's anecdotal, but I think, yeah, I'm probably, I am probably am really reactive to sugar. I probably don't need large doses of sugar if that's how it actually makes me feel. Like it doesn't make me feel good, I
0: probably shouldn't be eating it. Is there some psychological safety for you? Because this is interesting, we're talking about it, because it's always – You've coached a bunch of people through transformations. Yeah. Um, and I always say it's easier to coach people than coach yourself in a yeah, way. Yeah. Like it's really hard to do the right thing yourself, even when you know what the right and wrong things to do are. You know what I mean? Like yes. my my example would be I know that, 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 you know, right now I should be on a foam roller, for example, while I'm doing this podcast because uh, my IT bands are tight and my high yeah. hamstrings are tight. I just don't do it. I know that. I should be doing a recovery walk every day, but I just don't do it. I gravitate towards the things I like. Yeah. Right. So a sauna, I happen to like it. So I'll have a sauna every day. It's not a commitment for me. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the things I call hiding in the hard work. Yeah. Because I'll do the things. Like I'll sit in a 200 degree sauna for an hour, but I won't go for a 20 minute walk. Yeah. my, my question to you is, is is there some type of psychological reason you're drawn towards a carnivore diet like it sounds easy to you? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I, you're eating things that you like anyway. I, I wouldn't say it's easy. It, okay.
1: just, it, it just makes sense. Like, I, I honestly think like you uh, – I have to process that question a little bit. But it, it, it's, it's not easy because you sort of already know all the things that you're going to be able to eat and it's not much. You know, so like how am I going to make, you know, like hamburger more interesting? You know, how am I going to make breakfast more interesting? If I find myself craving X, Y, or Z, are there certain like spices or seasonings? An example of that, for some reason, I was just really craving Korean food today, but Korean cooking, the sauces, uses a lot of sugar. And so I just threw a little bit of soy sauce and some ginger on the steaks that I was grilling and that was perfect. So it's yep. like, do I have those like enough variety in the different meals that I'm having? And, I, and so far, the answer is yes. I haven't noticed like I don't feel like I've eaten the same meal twice since I've started this thing, even though I'm cooking things in batch. You know what I mean? Yep. I might cook five steaks at a time, but every time I'm eating a steak, I might season it differently. I might present it differently. So it does take a, a bit of work to avoid just falling into eating the same damn thing every day.
0: Now, are you allowed all the meats? Because like, I'm, I'm trying to think how I would do this. And, and the reason I say it sounds easy to me is because if you told me tomorrow I could have eggs and, and, and bacon and sausage, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and then for lunch, I could have a, 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 a burger without a bun and then um, – dinner i could have a a ribeye like in my head that sounds like a dream diet i'm like oh i'm hungry Have ribs before bed
1: well i'll tell you i'll tell you what bobby so far yeah it's been pretty good that way um so i I get what you're getting at as far as that like it's simple i don't think it's easy because there, there have been times like you know my daughter and i used to make pancakes on friday morning and now it's like i can make pancakes and feed them to her but then i can't have one And, and that, that brings up like another aspect as to why I want to do this, because I know that I like a pancake once in a while. I know that I, I would like to be able to eat ice cream again in my life. So I'm never, I'm not saying I can never do it again, but what I need to do is I need to get to a point where I am by nature lean, where I want to be. And I feel good with the body that I have. And then I get to choose whether I want the ice cream. I can choose when I want to have the pancake. You know, instead of feeling like I'm just going to do that because that's what I need to do, I don't want to be yeah. owned by a pancake. So I, I keep, want to choose to have it.
0: Yeah, I keep having so many questions, though. But isn't <laughs> isn't that how you got in this position in the first place by like having a pancake when you choose? And but see, the problem is pancake, I'm,
1: I'm I, I've got 10 percent extra body fat, and then I'm choosing to have the pancake. It, yeah. So what I have to realize is like I, I can't just get lean and then oh I can go back to eating the way that I did before. I need to get lean and I need to be lean for a while. I mean like a year. I need to get lean and stay lean and then I can maybe go off the rails one day and then get right back on that train and not see that negative impact. Okay, so what? And and for me, for me, that day is going to be way more enjoyable than, like I said, being a slave to a pancake.
0: And, and and what happens for these, like, I don't know what the term is. I think you brought up a term carnivore adjacent the other day. Yeah, yeah. Like, am I am I allowed, like, if I'm going to do this, can I have cheese?
1: So the way that I'm going about this is, yeah, cheese is an animal product. It's all good. Okay, what all about right. milk? um I don't do milk anyway. But if that's something that you definitely want in your diet, milk is an animal product.
0: The it's reason so- I say that, though, is because milk. Sugar, right? So mm-hmm. milk's like a little bit different than cheese. Like you can eat cheese on keto, but you might not have a glass of milk. So I'm wondering, and maybe that's like, why that that could actually explain why I like
1: cheese quite a bit, and I'm just not a fan of milk.
0: Got you. What What about bacon, ribs, uh, uh, chicken? Like you, you're all the meats that you can have, correct?
1: Yeah. So, so the way that I'm doing this, I, I'm basically sticking to like unsauced meats for the most part. So if you imagine like I'm I'm having like steak with butter, like that's it, you know, and I'll salt, I liberally salt everything because I've noticed on this, like it's hard to retain water. I think you end up in a very low sodium state. So I'm actually supplementing sodium, Um, but I will do beef, I will do chicken, I will do pork, I will do pork sausage. So I can have like breakfast sausages, bacon, I'm okay with that, but even within just one Food group, if all I'm eating is meat, there's a wide range of like how much fat, how much sugar could be present in there. So, if I'm going to do like oh, yeah. sausage, I'm not buying like a sweetened version of it, I'm not buying like a maple syrup sausage. I'm trying to get like the most non seasoned one, if that makes sense. Yep. And if I want to season, I'm going to season it myself so I know exactly what's in it. Now, you talk about consist- if you talk about like ribs, I think ribs are great, I think ribs are definitely carnivore, but if you're putting like, you know, 10 tablespoons of sugar in the sauce, you're kind of undoing what you're trying to do. So that might be something I do as like a treat. And I think in in my mind, like you could go eat a, you know, a a Chicago style large pizza and have that be your cheat day. Or you could go from a very, very clean carnivore diet to maybe having ribs with some light sauce on them. And
0: that will feel like a cheat. That makes sense. Now, what about the actual real carnivore diet? Like, Because you did some research on this, I'm yeah. assuming.
1: Yeah, actually, I is reached out it, to, uh, to Sean Baker. He actually did uh, message me back on Instagram and just pointed me to their website, which is just MeatRx. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of good information on there. So they, they even talked about a lot for, for people to try to do it strict, 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 where it's literally just meat. Like, what do you eat? You okay. eat meat. How much do you eat? You eat when you're hungry. You stop when you're full. And that's the diet. Within there, so obviously, it's there's a lot a of confusion, a lot of overthinking, a lot of uh, room for variety.
0: So they don't eat chicken; they like, basically it's just red meat. That's uh, again, it
1: just it depends. Some people will yeah. go just red meat, and that's just like full on red meat only diet. But even for some people, no, they'll do meat, chicken, fish.
0: So there's there's shades of this. Then I guess is what I'm what I'm yes. saying. Now, where do like cheats come into this or is there, like at some point you'll get to a point where you want a handful of raspberries, you'll have a handful of raspberries. I get that. Yep. But for the initial 30 days, are you keeping it strict animal products? Yes. Okay. Um, and well, then let's,
1: let's, you, let's put it this way. I don't want to cheat until I get where I'm going with this. Got yet. You and, know what and, I mean? And once I get to where I'm going, I can relax for like a handful of raspberries and not feel like that's going to start a cascade going back to where I came from. This is yeah. this is me leaving my old self behind. This is me moving on and just putting my foot down and saying no, 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 no. Good.
0: I'm not going hey, back. Do, to that. A, do you have a do you have an active plan for reintroduction or on day 31 am I going to find you face down <laughs> and like pancake right? Like because this is I used to see this. My buddy owned a CrossFit gym. You know Tommy Hackenberg, yeah. funny uh, because they do a lot of these thirty-day Paleo challenges, mm-hmm. and then day thirty-one is like a, a booze fest slash people in the gym hooking up yeah. slash eating all the ice cream slash. D- d- engaging in breaking enters and car thefts. <laughs> like, I being, mean, I being mean, kind of funny, but it was like, whoa, I've been good for 30 days and now it is time to fuck some shit up.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: So, um, I, I can also imagine though, on the other hand, if you haven't had a sugar for 30 days, a handful of raspberries could taste abnormally sweet. Right. And that's, and
1: right. honestly, that to me is my motivation for doing this. Like, I want to be back to that point where I was when I was a kid when I was like, I'm not going to eat that frosting because it's like it's going to make my teeth hurt, as my sister always says. Like, I just don't want to be craving that anymore. So I'm just cutting it out. I'm done with it. And, and my assumption, and again, there's I don't know until I get there, but my assumption at this point is at the end of 30 days, I'm not going to be wanting to jump face first into a, a bowl of ice cream. Like I'm going to want to have like a very small – like again, maybe I will have a pancake on a Friday morning or maybe if if everybody's going to go out to to a restaurant and get burgers, like I might have a burger with a bun and some vegetables on it. I I feel like down the line, I'm probably going to do something that's just very meat and vegetable based and just keep it very simple. That seems to be what I'm attracted to, but I can't necessarily see the end from where I'm at. And so I'm just clearing the clutter out right now. I'm just just pushing a lot off my plate, focusing just on that one thing. And honestly, besides just the diet, just reclaiming control over my life at this point, because I've been so reactive. I'm owning where I'm at. I'm owning my workouts. I'm owning my work output. I'm owning my nutrition. I'm owning my sleep, my work life balance. I'm just taking ownership of everything and not letting it be reactive anymore. And then. I will be able in a better position to say, you know what, I, I want to have fajitas with actual peppers in it. I'm not going to actively avoid the vegetables anymore. Or if I want mushrooms and onions on a steak, I'm okay with that. I don't have anything against mushrooms and onions unless yep. after 30 days I eat an onion and I have a really horrible reaction to it, then I probably won't eat onions anymore. But th- we're well, not to that on, point yet.
0: So that brings up another question. With this detox thing, I yeah. was going to ask you this earlier earlier. Isn't there a thing that happens, though, if you don't have something for 30 days and then you put it in your body? Your body doesn't do well with it. The example I'll give you is like you take the person who's had fast food for 30 days straight and then they decide to have some kale and kale wreaks havoc on their stomach, but yeah. kale's not the problem. You just weren't used to it. How do you differentiate that? Uh,
1: I know this is very true of like milk. A lot of people who were perfectly fine with milk go paleo for a couple of years, then have a glass of milk and have a really bad reaction to it. Like you can lose your tolerance to lactose. Yep. Um, but I, I think the, the the point of doing an elimination diet is why take the chance? Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't think there's a there, there's great research that backs up exactly like is that a bad thing? Can your body adapt? And I'll go back to exactly what I said before. I think your body does adapt. If I went from no milk for years and years, and then I just decided I was going to drink milk, in time my body will adapt the best it can. I may never be fully tolerant of it, but I, my body's going to take what it can take out of it. And you might just have to live with diarrhea the rest of your life. It's not a great life, but it'll be a life,
0: you know. How many How many times do you have to try this stuff to know if it's really a bad thing or not? Does that make sense? Like, so yeah. you have the onions. The onions uh, don't do well with you for whatever reason. At what point do you um, like try them again? Do you know what I mean? Like, is there why, a why number would, where it's- why would why would you bother?
1: Is my question like if it if it if it's easy enough to cut it out and you definitely had a reaction to it, like you just wouldn't think about this. If if you didn't didn't eat a peanut or any peanut butter for a month, and then you had a peanut and your nose just started itching and you broke out in hives. Would you try peanuts again? Like, probably wouldn't risk it because you know, like, some of the peanut allergies can be pretty severe. So maybe you have a mild reaction. It's just personal taste. I mean, maybe one of the most delicious things in the world is a really high-quality French onion soup. And you know that onions don't sit well with you, but that soup might be worth it that day. Heck, Bobby, you told me um, when you went to visit your, your grandmother, the old Italian lady... You know, your stomach's not going to digest that Italian food really well, but it's so good that you
0: just plan on not going out. It's it's worth it. I'm just just wondering if there's something you really want, if you have to like work through a readjustment period a little bit, or it means that like at the first time you eat it, your body doesn't do well with it. It's bad. And if it's off and it's off the menu, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And I don't like to be black and white about it. You know, think of, think of it more as like, you know, there's, there's stuff to indulge in. And there's stuff to definitely avoid, and there's stuff you can probably tolerate in small doses. Yep. You know, so it's 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 a a scale. You know, it's not just a line and good food, bad food. Because I don't think that thinking is very healthy either. You know, a lot of this stuff uh, people will point out can lead to all kinds of eating disorders, and I'm definitely not interested in going down that road. I really am not. And 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 to that end, I'm not interested in being part of a meat eater club or or you know hating on vegans or anything like that. You know, like yeah. this is just this is what I need to do right now and, and and I'm doing it and you can all just deal
0: with it. And I like that attitude because I think a lot of these diets people can get hung up on the fact this is my opinion. I'm not saying this is fact or scientific or anything, but I don't think there's a magic in the vegan diet. No. I I don't think there's a magic in the carnivore diet. I don't think there's a magic in the keto diet. I think what all of these things have in common, if they're done the right way, and that's the key is you eliminate all processed garbage. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, people ask me, actually someone asked me the other day if I'd ever worked with a vegan. Like I had something against vegans because I (laughs) ate steak and I, I I don't. But I'll, I'll tell you what I do have something against. The vegan that eats pancakes for breakfast that has a giant bowl of processed rice for lunch that has some shitty supplement for a snack. And then for dinner, decides to have, uh, some, some pasta with, uh, some kind of meat that's made from all kinds of chemicals. That's not natural, yeah, yeah. right. Like you're not really doing the right thing. Now that to me is, 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 is a problem that is completely different than the person that wakes up and has kale and blueberries and mm-hmm. raspberries and some walnuts and a macadamia nut and throws in a little bit of lentils because that makes the protein combined with the macadamia nuts and the cashews and the whatever a full protein and then they have a really good high-end vegan supplement for snack and then for, that's a different thing to me
1: yeah yeah
0: that i think could be you know as much as I don't want to admit it because I'm a meat eater, I think you could do really well off that kind of vegan diet. I just don't think that's what people do when they go vegan. Or yeah. I shouldn't say what people do, what all people do. And and that also works with meat. Like people say meat's bad for you, but there's a big difference between grass-fed, grass-finished, free-range. Uh, give me some more terms here. I don't know. It, 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 <laughs> Organic, it's,
1: it's orgasmic, uh,
0: yeah, like want a
1: cage-free. Free, 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 government approved. Eating
0: eating that kind of meat is a lot different than going to Subway and filling up on Subway lunch meat. Yes. right. Like Those are two very different things to me. And so I think the big thing is in the spirit of any of these things, like you do what works for you and what's going to allow you to achieve your goal. But then pay attention. And like you said, I think I think one of the things that was interesting is the sauce part of the carnivore diet because I wonder how many people try the carnivore diet but go off the rails on barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah you're just drinking without, barbecue
1: sauce because you're still craving without,
0: carbs. Yep, without even realizing what's in that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's super interesting. Well we'll have to keep um, keep advised on your progress. Uh, yeah, I'm, if, I'm, if you guys I'm posting daily so check it out. Yeah, I think I think that's a really cool thing by the way and I commend you for that. A lot of people I think in the industry, they try something out and they keep it a secret until they've been successful Hmm. because they don't want to look at themselves as a failure. But (laughs) you you bought your ticket. You put it up day one. Like I remember the day you started, you put this shit up. I'm like, whoa, somebody's on a new diet. Um, And it's like you kind of either have to like sink or swim now because you can't just let go. Well, so far so good. So – uh, any, any, uh, before we go, any adverse health effects so far that you've noticed? I,
1: I really haven't. I've been, I've been pretty steady. Um, the, 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 big warning I kept getting, everybody was listening to Joe Rogan and he was talking about having this just like explosive diarrhea the first couple oh. weeks. Well, so far that hasn't set in now. I did have, uh, uh this is such great podcasting material by the yes. way. Uh, I did have some, uh, some loose situations the other day and I've been good ever since. So, I mean, still too early to tell, but you well, know. and
0: and if I could throw this in there, I imagine that the effects of the carnivore diet, like in that regard, could also be related to what your diet was like before.
1: That's my I, my thoughts like, as well.
0: I don't know what Joe Rogan was doing before, or this is like his body shedding alcohol, or you know what I mean. There's some things in there that I think some other factors that could that yeah. could play into how your body reacts to this. Yeah, 100%. I think that's that's spot on. Or if he went from like a negative meat diet where he wasn't that, you know eating meat at all or trying mm-hmm. out some vegan thing to all of a sudden going full carnivore, that could be a big swing too. Yeah. Like right. I, I don't think with the way you're eating right now, it's different than what you were doing, but it's not like you were a stranger to a steak or a burger.
1: No, no. And like I said, this, this isn't what it, – it, it's not – Like I just flipped a switch and just went carnivore. Like I've been leaning this way for a while and I finally was just like, all right, look, I'm just going to jump in and do it. And I mean honestly, like part of the fact is that it already exists. There's already like a hashtag carnivore diet. Otherwise, I'd probably just be much more lax with it. But I'm jumping in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this as is. I'm going to do this the way that it's presented on, on the Internet. And, and I'll document it and I'll see. And in the end, how I adapt to it and, and what my diet is moving forward, I'm going to be very open with that and just let people know how and why I've come to what I've come to. Because I think what's more interesting than that there's some kind of magic in eating nothing but meat is the magic's really in the process of how I come to find what works for me and knowing that that's probably not the same for everybody. You know a mutual friend yeah, of ours yeah, suggested yeah. maybe maybe switching and doing like a month of of vegetarian after this and just see how it how it compares. And I'm I'm open to that idea, but I don't know that that's something I'm going to want to do because I'm again, I don't want to just swing the pendulum back and forth and expect my body to adapt. I don't think it would be a fair shot at vegetarianism and honestly that just doesn't sound
0: attractive to me. Like
1: it's just not well, not something I'm I'm that interested in.
0: Well, and if I can say this, to be honest with you, I think you'd miss a steak more than you'd miss Brussels sprouts. To be yeah, honest with yeah. you, yeah, I, I, I threw Brussels sprouts out because I don't think anyone likes Brussels sprouts. I actually but like Brussels sprouts. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I think I think you'd miss a steak more than more than even raspberries or something yeah. like that. To be honest with you. So I think that would be hard. But the other thing is, why would you change it if it really works and it's sustainable? I yeah. think. I think there's a lot of people there. Like, oh, I need a new thing now. Well, why? Yeah. yeah. If Your thing works and you like it and it's sustainable. Why do you need to change? Like how much better are you looking to get and do you get better? Well, I'll I'll put it out there this way, that this is an ongoing process.
1: And if one day I end up going through a phase where I eat vegetables for only a month, that's just part of the process. I'm not not married to what I'm doing today is what I'm saying. I'm open to change. But we'll yeah. we'll see where this ends up, and and if I get to a point where I'm I'm able to achieve the objective of being lean and staying lean for an extended period of time, like why would I mess with that?
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, well I'm excited for you, uh, for you guys uh, at home. If you want to follow along, I mean most of you that listen to the podcast should be following Joe anyway. But it's at Joe underscore Cibula, Cebula, C E B U L A. Did I get that right? You did. All right. It's so weird saying other people's Instagrams. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and then I got to think about the underscore. And, but anyway, follow him. Watch the progress. And this is probably not the first. E- not well, It's the first. It's probably not the last episode we'll do on this because we'll do some checkups. Yeah, I'm all for it. All right, you guys. Uh, again, we are sponsored by Lalo Tactical. www.lalo.com com use the code maximus 20 get yourself some boots and some shoes and uh, go check out my course maximus mindset um it'll be great for you you will learn a lot and and i also got to pump the inner circle yeah the maximus podcast.com get yourself a membership uh converse with joe and i on a regular basis we will see you guys next week